You're listening to The Chris Miller Show. This is Chris Miller with Syntagma Group. Um, I'm here again. Uh, we're talking about our UX podcast that we put together. This is our second podcast. Uh, I've invited uh, a gentleman by the name of Brandon Comstock, who is the director of UX over at Boston Digital. He's also consulted, has agency experience. He's absolutely uh, probably one of the first UX people I've met in Boston. And, and why I connected with him was his background was sort of unique to what I've seen over doing this for a little while. You know, his references when I talked to them um, and people that knew him had great things to say about him. And it was interesting because the way he kind of came up into UX was not typical, which I really, really liked and I thought was, was just interesting to me. Um, because he was kind of a UX guy, as many people are, doing UX sort of on an island, I think, possibly with not too many evangelists. So, um, hey, Brandon, how are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. That's a great intro. Thank you. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make you look good. So. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you know, there's a few things we've talked about, you know, since you and I have talked, and, and, you know, a lot of it goes into sort of like the confusion over UX, how to find good yeah. UX. There's a lot of little nooks and crannies, and, and even if you're a UX person, professional, there's still, I think, you might be talking shop with somebody who refers to something differently than what you might call it. So, you know, initially, first thing I always want to talk about, and this is the question I ask everyone, is it's like sort of like what do you you, you define as good X, a good UX? Because I talk to clients, and sometimes the answer they give me is like, well, Airbnb is good UX, but they might right. be like an insurance company. So, what is what do you think is what do you, what, if somebody asks you that question? What do you generally what's the answer? Yeah, I forget who said the quote, but it was uh, maybe it was Louis Armstrong. It's like I can't tell you what jazz is, but I can play it for you. Um, yeah, <laughs> that that kind of thing. So for me, the biggest thing that I think about this every day, and the people I talk to, is that uh, I'll get to this. UX is not about deliverables. Good UX uh, is about building bridges between a brand and its constituents. Uh, so that they can better understand each other, better engage with each other, better communicate with each other, meet shared objectives. Um, so there are different ways to get there. Research is critically important to being able to deliver insights and strategy. And then, yes, along the way, there are going to be these deliverables that have that typically people think of when they think of UX. They think of information architecture diagrams, site maps, wireframes, user flows. All that stuff is uh, is really important, obviously, but to me, that does not define good UX. Good UX is about understanding the brand, the business, whatever technological stand, uh, sandbox you're playing in, and, of course, the users. And that sort of intersection of those four things uh, is really where, where good UX happens. So uh, it's bigger than the screen, and it's not about deliverables. Right, so it doesn't have to be just tied to digital, right, or an app or something like that. Right, yeah. I mean, there there are higher ed institutions out there that are looking about thinking about user experience in terms of how their student tours are delivered. Um, you know, what are, how are we going to create the experience for when students and their parents come to visit? Um, it's not just a campus tour anymore. There's visitor centers being built. Um, you think about when you go into the Apple Store or when you go into a Starbucks or when you fly on JetBlue. Um, you know, it sort of evolves into customer experience, this other kind of uh, practice area. But, you know, I think there's been so much, there's been a rush to, like, uh, commoditization, if you will, of UX, and people believe that it's about drawing wireframes, and they believe that it's only about user requirements. Uh, I, a long, long time ago when I was a teenager, I worked at a guitar shop, and a bunch of the older guys got to go down to the 
annual conference for the like musician or like music makers or whatever. It's called the NAM conference. And there was a and Sonic is a keyboard manufacturer. And they did this workshop with all these sales reps from all these music stores across the country. And they said, you know, hey, guys, break up into groups and design your your own synth. And so a bunch of people did this, and they came back, and they looked at these synthesizers that these guys had specced out. And they said, you know, congratulations, that's an amazing synthesizer. Uh, it's going to weigh 200 pounds and cost $10,000. <laughs> so, you know, you have to deliver the user requirements within some context. And that context, again, is the brand, the business, uh, and, you know, oftentimes technology. And you have to sort of see and engage the user and create those bridges that I talked about, you know, in that context. Wow, that's awesome. That's an awesome answer. Um, and, and, you know, one of the things when, when we first met, and, and this sort of talks about a couple points I wanted to cover, but people always ask me, you know, how do you get started in UX? I, I talk to a ton of design, design people in this business all the time. They're like, how do, what do I do? Where do I go? How do, but your situation was a little bit different, how you fell into this, uh, I guess, this practice. Yeah, yeah. So I was working at a branding agency uh, for about 14 years, and, uh, you know, like a lot of firms, a lot of, you know, design firms or branding firms, over time, they began to develop a digital capability because they had to. Um, what's really cool about being at Boston Digital is that Boston Digital is, is as a company, is, is a digital native company. So Boston Digital was never a print company. It was never just a branding company. It's always been, been digital, which is really cool. But because I came from a branding background and worked so long in branding and strategy and messaging and positioning and all that competitive stuff and I have an MBA, so being able to bring all of that, that strategic sensibility with me when I began actually doing some of the specific user experience work, like how do I – so it wasn't just about I'm going to make a site map for this, you know, for, for this college or I'm going to do these wireframes for this nonprofit organization. It was – on the get-go, it was about – how do I take this messaging strategy that we've developed? How do I take this brand strategy we've developed, this competitive position? How do I take all the things we've learned about the business and their environment and bring that to life on the web? So that's always been my viewpoint, um, and I think that's kind of what has, has got me to, to where I am now is being able to think, you know, broader. Um, but, yeah, I, I was one of those people that learned on the job, Um and I think if you're if you're over 40 years old, chances are you probably learned on the job because yeah, right. uh, you know it's, it's like it's great that there's all these academies out there now. Um, you know, like Code Academy and General Assembly and all that stuff. You know, they they produce some good candidates, but uh, you know, folks like us had to learn on the job. Well, that's what I always tell people. It's like when you come up like in the, in the digital age and the dot com age and things like that. It's like you're you're doing it and they're calling it UX before they even called it UX. So exactly. Riding, riding that wave as like a professional is like you can't find that training, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. my my yeah. first training was you know doing a site map for you know one of the colleges at Harvard. So you know that was a pretty good <laughs> learning opportunity. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So another thing we talked we talked about and you just you touched on it right when we we started was sort of like and and you showed me this a long time ago and it was. Uh, I guess it was like an infographic of all the sort of like the dis disciplines and, right. you know, functions of UX and sort of where they touch and where they don't touch. Because I think right. one of the things that I've noticed is that people have different titles. Some of the job titles get confusion. Some of the functions get, get changed. Um, you know, 
can you tell me a little more about that graphic or just kind of how you use that to even evangelize to people and explain sort of like where you fit in the grand scheme of things? Right. Yeah. So, you know, a little bit of a, a plug here. Uh, I'm hopefully going to be looking to hire someone in the near future. Um, All right. Yeah. So, so there's that. Um, so, you know, but I'm in the process of figuring out what I have and, and what's going to fit in here. So that that sort of thing is very top of mind. Um, yeah. I think what gets lost within UX all the time is, is the idea of information architecture, uh, being able to think about how to structure content, how to approach labeling and nomenclature and, and taxonomy, uh, and really understanding IA. I, I don't know how one can be a UX person without having a really strong kind of IA sensibility. Um, yeah. So that that's big for me. Um, as I've mentioned a bunch, research is really key. You know, you, you don't want to be I don't think I would never want to be someone that just says, okay, here's the requirements. Now go draw the wireframes, you know? So I, I'm looking for people that can think strategically, that can think about information architecture. They can obviously do the user experience work. Mobile is obviously really important. Um, but I do think, you know, and this is, we've talked a lot about this is the difference between being a proper capital D designer. Um, you know, I tell people I work in grayscale when I deliver, you know, when I make deliverables typically. So that's a big issue. Um, I hear, and in the last place I worked, you put something out with the word designer in it, whether it's a UX designer, and you're going to get portfolios from right. graphic designers, people that make logos and design interfaces. Yeah, yeah. So you're, it, it's really fluid. Uh, I think people need to really pay attention to uh, the job descriptions that they write. A lot of them read very much the same, whether they're looking for a, uh, you know, whether you're looking to work with wireframes to create websites or develop wireframes to create websites. They're, they're so similar. It's no wonder you get the same people applying to all the same jobs. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's a research piece. There's an IA piece. There's a UX piece. Um being able to converse with the technical folks, the developers, in terms of functional specifications is key. But for me, I, I really want to make sure that UX people understand, unless they're really trained as a graphic designer, I'd be careful about calling yourself a designer. <laughs> I have too much respect for people that understand color and typography and all that stuff. I, and again, maybe that's my branding background, but sure, I, I, that's a huge thing, and I don't want UX people who who think that that's what they are, and if you're a UXer, it doesn't serve you well to allow yourself to be confused as a graphic designer, because that's just going to drive people that are trying to hire designers mad. <laughs> I can tell you firsthand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. And I just want to touch on one quick thing uh, before we go, because uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time. That's interesting. You said you work in grayscale, because I know you, know, you talked about reiterating and changing and feedback, and that's. I just think that's a really cool way to to maybe deal with someone that's not as familiar with this, you know, skill set or types of projects. I think that's really, uh, really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Yeah, it's a bit of a shorthand working in grayscale, but it's a way to get it across because I, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for people that are able to manipulate color and imagery and type and, and make things really beautiful. And, uh, you know, I don't pretend to be able to do that. Uh, and that's one place where I definitely stay in my lane. <laughs> let, they, let the designers, you know, bring it to life. My job is to kind of be the engineer and the architect underneath it all. You know, it's like an architect as opposed to a, a, an interior designer or something like that. Both are important, but they're different skill sets.
That's awesome. Brandon, I think uh, this was awesome. I really appreciate your time as usual. Um, cool. Brandon Comstock. And how, do, how would people reach out to you if they want to talk to you more or talk about Boston Interactive or anything like this? Yeah, uh, so I'm on LinkedIn as Brandon Comstock. Uh, they can find me as the Director of User Experience at Boston Digital. Uh, my email address is bcomstock. Right. Boston, Boston um, Digital, I forgot. My bad. That's right, Boston Digital. Uh, <laughs> B-C-O-M-S-T-O-C-K uh, at bostondigital.com. Um, so, yeah, those are two places to uh, to reach me, and uh, that's that's because of you, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks. I appreciate the plug. I owe you we got to get together. Anyway, right. so this is Chris Miller with Syntagma. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, you can reach me at chris.miller at syntagmagroup.com. I'm handling all UX hiring and digital recruiting. Uh, I've done this for 16 years. Uh, or you just reach us at uh, 857-449-2321. Have a good night. See you later, Brandon. All right. Bye now. All right. Bye. You've been listening to The Chris Miller Show.